Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of On Campus with Miss T. I am your ghost, Miss T. I am your co-host, David. <laughs> and this is another spooky edition of our podcast. <laughs> and today we will be focusing on the question, what is demonology? Spooky. Mm -hmm. Scary title. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but before we dive into that, we will do our rewind. And it's a super short kind of rewind. Um, first of all, I asked the question on our Instagram, do you believe in ghosts? <clears throat> do you think most people said yes or no? I would think yes because I'm sure most of our followers are Hispanic. So I'm gonna say yes. Why would you assume that most of our followers are Hispanic? It's a lot of friends and family probably following us right now, so. Maybe. I'm gonna say yes, because that's big. Well, you are <laughs> correct. I don't know if it's because we have a lot of Hispanic people following us. I think that a lot of Hispanics believe in that. That's very, they're very superstitious and. Nah. Yeah. Okay, well, 75% said yes, and 21% said no. I also asked the question, do you believe that some people have the ability to communicate with ghosts? You're asking again, what do mm -hmm. you think? Uh, ooh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back <laughs> to the Hispanic thing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what were those noises? Yeah, 80% said yes, and 20% said no. So it seems like most people do believe in ghosts, and most people <clears throat> also believe that people can communicate with ghosts. So I guess there's some support for Cherie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to feel like such an outcast, because it seems like most people believe, or at least from our pool of <laughs> Our 10 of people. <laughs> I know. Eight people believe. The eight of you that listen, um, or that follow us. But yeah, so other than that, um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Target because this year they are selling adaptive costumes for Halloween. What does that mean? It's costumes for people that are like our kids that are in wheelchairs or that have special needs that need um, adaptive clothes. For example, um, like I said, costumes for wheelchairs it's like covers that go on your wheelchair so one of them i think is like um like cinderella and cinderella's carriage so like the the whole thing goes on your wheelchair so it looks like you're in the carriage ah that's pretty that's cool that's pretty cool yeah yeah and then there's also like sensory friendly clothes so like some kids are very sensitive to how their clothes feels on them so they have to have like very soft materials that aren't like itchy or don't chafe or whatever yeah. right so it's sensory friendly costumes there's also some costumes that have hidden openings so let's say maybe you have a feeding tube or maybe you're in diapers uh. still or something like that so it allows access to the <clears throat> abdominal area and there's also some that have openings in the back so that they're easy to put on and take off and so you don't have to like put like a whole unit gotcha. tarred type of thing on um, and they're pretty um, affordable, I would say. They range from like $20 to $45. Oh, 
Oh, so that pretty is awesome. pretty cheap. Yeah, so, especially for Target. Really I was gonna say I don't like Target, but they're expensive. <laughs> I they're like them for this. We call that it, was really awesome. It's called Target because they're so bougie. But anyways, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and they also have other like brands that are sensory friendly as well for just regular clothing, which I've always thought was really cool. But another thing I wanted to mention was I don't know if anyone else out there has noticed that there's like different pumpkin colors and they have different meanings have you noticed different colored pumpkins it's usually orange and white right yeah so it's not just like an orange jack-o-lantern right there's like other colors and they're supposed to mean something <coughs> so there's the teal pumpkins so if you put a teal pumpkin outside of your house on halloween basically that tells trick-or-treaters that you are offering treats that are not food like stickers, pencils, little toys, blah, blah, blah. And that's supposed to be for people that have food allergies. So they normally can't eat the candy that they get on Halloween or they can't really participate because they have, like, nut allergies or, I don't know, whatever. Okay. I didn't so know that. if you are going to give out candy for trick-or-treaters, consider getting some alternative treats that are not food <laughs> for people with allergies. Oh, well, they, I don't know. What are they going to do? Come to your door? I, I have peanut allergies. No, they don't do that. That's the point. You put the pumpkin outside so that they already know that they can go to your house or else they just avoid the other houses because there's no point because they can't eat it. I feel like they're going to just not go out in general. I've never seen a blue. David, it's a thing, okay? <laughs> it's already a thing. It's established. I've never seen a blue pumpkin. Teal pumpkins. On, Google it. Teal. I've never seen a teal pumpkin. In my life. I made them do it at church like three years ago. That's how long it's been around. And it was like a trending thing, like topic on whatever trendy people follow. <laughs> I don't know what it was like Facebook or Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Another colored pumpkin is a purple pumpkin, and that's supposed to just, like, raise awareness for seizures and for epilepsy. So I guess this guy started it, and it's just, I'm assuming it's just supposed to make you want to ask, like, hey, why is your pumpkin purple or something? And then you get into that conversation of seizures and epilepsy, and it's supposed to, like... I don't know, just raise awareness for seizures and epilepsy. Yeah, I don't get that one. It doesn't seem like I could just make I'm gonna make a black pumpkin so we could just start a conversation. You could. You definitely could do that. There's no point to it, though, so. But you could do that. Yeah. And this person <laughs> did. <laughs> um, and we have spoken about seizures on our podcast before, so um, we've already contributed there. <laughs> <laughs> And there's also blue pumpkins, which I had not heard of that one before, and I think it's pretty cool, and people should be looking out for the blue pumpkins. It's like a royal blue color. <clears throat> but um, basically, if you have a trick-or-treater that comes over to your house and they have a blue pumpkin, it means that they are still developing their expressive language skills. In other words, they are not able to say trick-or-treat. So don't wait or, like, expect or require them to say trick-or-treat in order for you to give them candy. So it would be students that have autism, and so they're, they don't have the expressive language yet. 
right? Or students that maybe are deaf and so they don't have the expressive language or et cetera, et cetera, right? Different things. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's, I guess that makes sense. I usually just give kids candy. I don't wait for them to say anything. Well, I guess it's happened a lot, which is why they did that. Because parents were tired of having to explain to people at the door, like, oh, my child has autism. He doesn't speak. Like, he's not going to say trick-or-treat. I don't know what you're waiting for. Just give him his candy, you know? Yeah. So if you happen to see a blue pumpkin, then know that that child does not have the skills to say trick-or-treat yet. So just give him candy. <laughs> Give them all the candy. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the rewind. So now we will dive into our topic. spooky topic. Ooh. Hold on. My papers are sticking together. Okay. So, one of the things that got me thinking about demonology and like wondering about it, I guess. There was a point in time, and David will deny this up and down, right? There was a point in time where I thought our house was, like, haunted. <laughs> yeah. And there was, like, random... Eyes. You can't, you you can't, can't hear see that. it, but he's rolling his eyes. I mean, you can't hear it, but he's rolling his eyes. Um, yeah, and, like, random stuff would happen, like, the doorbell would ring, there'd be nobody there. Um, lights would turn on by themselves, the random knocking around the walls, blah, 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 right? But during that time, I was having really crazy nightmares. Do you remember the nightmares? I always tell David my nightmares. I, like I have nightmares have like every day, nightmares. yeah. yeah so <laughs> These are particularly scary. The demon ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was having demon nightmares. So... Basically, they started off, and it was just like, like I'd be in my house, and I didn't see the demons or anything, but I knew they were there, and then they were like trying to like attack or possess the people around me, like my loved ones, right? Like David or my mom or something. And <clears throat> it would just be like really creepy and scary, but that's how they started off. And then they gradually kind of got worse, where I was actually having to, like, directly fight the demon or, like, pray really hard and, like, like it would back off for the time being, but I always knew it was going to come back, like it wasn't over, right? And then the last time that I had one of those nightmares, it was, like, the cre Oh, and I would always wake up, like, really scared, like... Not like a normal nightmare. You get me, like, normally I'll wake up from a nightmare and I'm like, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> but that's pretty much it, you know? But these, like, they really creep me out to where, like, I would not be able to go. Like, I would not allow myself to go back to sleep. Like, I was too scared that I would go back into the nightmare, which has happened to me before. Um, <laughs> but I would wake up terrified, right? And then the last nightmare the last demon nightmare I had was, it was kind of the same, right? It was like at home and the demon was there, but it was like the demon was everywhere. It wasn't just like, like in one general area, 
right? And before, I could never see the demon. It's just kind of like you know it's there. Like you feel the negative, like scary, threatening presence or whatever. But it was like everywhere. Like it was in the walls, like like in the ceiling and the floor. Like it was just like all around me. Like it had taken everything around me, if that makes any sense. Like the only thing left was me. And it was like, okay, I finally have you. Like, I have everything else. Like, I just need you. Like, you're the last person, right? And so it starts trying to possess me. And then I'm, like, praying and praying and praying. And, like, I have my eyes closed and I'm praying. And I'm thinking, like, I have a lot of confidence. Like, God's going to come through, right? Like, (laughs) I got this. Like, the demon can't touch me because I'm praying. And... God has my back, whatever, right? And then as my eyes are closed, I hear it laughing. Like it's laughing at me, like like making fun of me because I have so much faith that God is so powerful over it, right? And so I open my eyes and I see it laughing and obviously my praying has had no effect on the demon. (laughs) So I start like freaking out and I'm like, oh God, like this is it. Like it's going to take me. It's going to possess me. And then the demon says something. I don't remember exactly. It was somewhere along the lines of like, like, like I'll, like I'll have you or like you'll be mine or something like that, right? And it like triggered something in my head where I realized that it couldn't take me. Like, like I could never belong to it, if that makes any sense. So then I, and this, okay, the demon was there. Like I could see it this time, right? It wasn't just like, I don't remember what it looked like at all. Like. I think my brain blocked it out probably because I don't remember at all what it looked like. But I was, like, seeing it. But it wasn't speaking, like, out loud. It was almost like I could hear its thoughts or, like, it was in my head or something. Like, I could hear it somehow, but it wasn't moving. Um, And it was the same when I was speaking to it. I wasn't moving my mouth. Like, it was just, like, it could hear me. Yeah, like, it could somehow hear me, whatever. Um... And then I responded to it, and then I was the one that was, like, confident enough to, like, chuckle, I guess, or whatever. And then I was like, you could never, like, have me because I've already given my soul to God. Like, my soul belongs to God already. Like, my soul has been claimed. You have no claim over me. And then at that point, I wasn't scared anymore of it possessing me because I knew that there was no way it could have my soul. And that was, like, the most important part. Like, okay, you can do whatever you want with my body, but you're never going to own my soul because my soul already belongs to God. Like, I've already given that to God. So you have no claim over it. And then that's when I was able to, like, I don't know what, I guess, like, banish it or defeat it or I don't know what, right? But, like, at that point, that's, like, I started praying again. And then it was, like... I don't know, like, like my resolve was like stronger, or I don't, know, I don't know how to describe that, right? But like, I was more confident, or whatever. And 
yeah, I was able to like banish it and I woke up and I was like, whoa, right? <laughs> and I'm sure I told you about it. I don't know if you remember. But no, I, don't I, I think that. I texted that one to you. Probably did. It was probably like a gigantic like <laughs> <laughs> book text message. But yeah, anyways, so after those crazy dreams, I obviously the topic of like demons was like rolling around in my head and like what do you do if that's like real life or like was my dream anything like how it would have been in real life you know like I don't know so then it brought up the question how do I become a demonologist <laughs> like how do I study this which is why I chose this topic but going into that question was like weird I guess like searching it because there's not like it's kind of like you go from one end of the spectrum to the other like there's nothing really like concrete and solid of like this is what it is like this is the definition and like you is know it, what I mean yeah well, what, what is it? Yeah, I don't even know. Is it just studying? So, from what I found in MiriamWebster.com, it says that a demonologist, right, demonology is the study of demons or evil spirits. The second definition is belief in demons, a doctrine of evil spirits. The third definition is a catalog of enemies. So, I'm guessing the third one is more of like a, like a figurative demon? Yeah. metaphorical demon I don't know um, but yeah so that was the solid definition that I found and there was like a whole bunch of stuff on Wikipedia but yeah that's Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> and then that kind of answer seemed like it was pretty solid right like I yeah. found that definition in multiple places that's so what that's, I think without even knowing the definition yeah that's the answer that I chose to share right and then I started googling what are demons that was like way murkier than what is a demonologist like a bunch of random stuff started coming up like anything from like demons like gay people are possessed by demons Right? Like, that's why they're gay. And I was like, what? And then all the way over to, like, if you read Harry Potter, you're going to get possessed by demons. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. You <laughs> didn't read Harry crazy. Potter. I know. Maybe nightmares. that's why I'm getting nightmares. <laughs> I never read those books. Yeah, you did. I sleep just fine. You read the first one. I didn't even finish it. I got, like, chapter two. Well, you two. read part of it. You're partially possessed. Anyways. Yeah, so I got a bunch of random stuff like that. Which is obviously ridiculous. But I did come to a website called karm.org. And it says this, right? And it's a quote. It says, demons are spiritual beings without physical form. They are evil spirits that are opposed to God and his work. They were likely created by the world, before the world, sorry, before the world was and like Satan fell away from God. Some believe that Revelations 12.4 is a reference to a third of the angels falling and becoming demons. And I did look up Revelations 12.4. So 
Revelations 12.4 says, And his tail drew the third part of the stars to heaven, of heaven and did cast them to the earth. So I'm guessing that's what they were referring to, like on a third of the stars, which I'm guessing the stars would be like angels. And it yeah. says cast them to the earth. So is then earth hell or they were just cast out of heaven, not necessarily to hell. I don't know. Maybe. It says, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for, <clears throat> for to devour her child as it was born, as soon as it was born. Huh? <laughs> I'm guessing it's just the first half that refers to the demons. And then the last half probably would make sense if we read it in context, but we're not. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, so that was a part of the Bible. And there's, I guess, a lot of parts in the Bible that refers to demons and demon possession. Um, but it depends... I guess, on how you're reading the Bible, whether you're taking it literally or metaphorically, right? I think it's supposed to be taken literally? I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. With con- there's context, though. Yeah, exactly. So it's literally just, but we have, you have to understand history at that time when it was written. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, hold on. We're going to get into that more later when I read a quote from uh, what I would consider an expert. Anyways, so obviously that definition is based on the Christian religion, right? So I would call that like the definition of a Christian demon because I'm assuming that there are other kinds of demons and different religions, right? So then I started going into that. Right, so in Hinduism, they're called asuras. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly at all. If if you're a Hindu and you're offended, I'm sorry. (laughs) But it says A-S-U-R-A-S, right? And it says also the demons of Chinese religion, the Guishen, are manifested in all aspects of nature. So I guess for them, demons manifest in nature in some Chinese religions. And then there's another one that says, among the most fearsome of the Japanese demons are the Oni, evil spirits with much power, and the Tengu, uh, spirits that possess human beings and that generally must be exercised by priests. So I got that all off of um, Britannica.com. So that's just a few of them that I pulled, but there's a whole bunch of them. And almost like every other religion has their version of a demon. So it doesn't just come up in Christianity, I'm sure, which I yeah. thought was interesting. They're probably all sim- similar. Similar? Similar? Well, I've always thought, like, it's like, okay, all of these different regions, and they're all kind of experiencing the same thing, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, for me, it's almost like like if you're making a chart of, like, whether it's real or not real, like, I would put a tally mark on the real side, because it's kind of like, like being backed up by all of these different sources. Does that make sense? 
that have nothing to do with each other. Like, they're in completely different parts of the world. Yeah. But they have demons as well in their cultures. Yeah, so sense. I thought that was interesting. But, um, yeah, so that's what demons are, I guess. Um, and then the question, how do you become a demonologist? School. That's what my first thought was. But I did a lot of Googling, and I could f not find any, like, official way to become a demonologist. Like, as far as going to school, getting a degree, like, certificate even, or a license. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. there was nothing, right? So I asked an expert just in case maybe I was just really bad at Googling, right? And I reached out to Dr. Rick Talbot, who is the chair of the Religious Studies Department at California State University, Northridge. He got his PhD from UCLA and has written several books, including um, Jesus, Paul, and Power, Rhetoric, Ritual, and Metaphor in Ancient Mediterranean Christianity, and Sacred Sacrifice, which you can find on Amazon or a bookstore, probably. Um, he also happens to be the senior min min senior minister at the church that I grew up in and that David used to attend when we lived in California. So I sent him an email and I asked him what he knew or like if he knew whether it was possible or not to major in demonology or to get a degree in demonology. And... His response was very interesting. Oh, you're pulling it up? Uh-huh. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and just to be clear, he is not, like, a demon expert or anything like that. But I would consider him an expert on religion and an expert in, like, school, <laughs> like, yeah. universities, you know, because he runs a whole department for a university. So that's why I thought of him for this question, because I would assume that if it's, like, a degree in demonology, you would have to know a lot about schools or know a lot about different universities and blah, 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 right? So anyways... His answer was, quote, one cannot major in demonology. At least I know of no religious studies department with such a major. A graduate student or religious scholar may concentrate on the academic study of different types of demonology. For example, the New Testament historian Richard Horsley thinks the references to demon possession in the New Testament Gospels function metaphorically to address the struggle between the rule of God Jesus was establishing in his nonviolent movement and the rule of Rome in Palestine. Many religions evidence spiritual dark forces such as demons that oppose the divine will and oppress people. It's important when looking at demons in various religions to ask what purpose or function they have in that particular religion. There may be historical and social as in political factors behind the characterization of evil forces." End quote. So that's kind of going into them possibly being metaphorical and serving a purpose metaphorically to make comments on, like, the political things that were going on within the context 
that the Bible was written in or any other religious doctrine was written in, right? Um, or social issues that were going on, not just political issues. So or, even famous Christians don't believe in that? Actual demons, like, coming down and possessing? Well, some, yeah, some of them don't. I don't know that Richard Horsley is Christian himself. He just studies it. So you don't have to be Christian to study Christianity. <laughs> I feel like you, I don't know, most people don't. You can study any religion. You don't have to be I guess from true. or belong to that. I just find that weird. Like, why would you dedicate your time to that? If you... Because it's interesting. Like, I think Rick specializes in, like, Mediterranean religions or something like that. I don't think it's to prove them Christianity. Wrong. Anyways, so, and then, like, at church, he's always making sure to mention, like, to read the Bible in context, right? And a lot of the stuff that's in the Bible, like, when people that don't believe in Christianity read the Bible, it's like, oh, well, there's so many contradictions. Like, there's so many things that the Bible says that, like, you shouldn't do or that are bad. And then, like, you're a hypocrite if you follow the Bible or whatever, right? But a lot of them are just supposed to be, like, taken only within the context. And then the Bible in its entirety was written in all different periods of time, if that makes any sense. It wasn't like someone just sat down one day and, like, in a week wrote the Bible, <laughs> you know? So you have to keep that in mind when you're reading it. Um, and that's what some people like Richard Horsley do is they study these things and then they figure out, like, maybe it was just metaphorical, right? But, yeah. So I also asked him if he has had any paranormal experiences. And he said no, <laughs> quote, um, but I have met several people who have, and there's a growing and a growing body of scholarly material is now available beyond physicalism. End quote. So you can actually find a lot of scholarly things on ghosts that study, yeah, really, uh, that study demons or ghosts or demonic possessions, exorcisms. Pretty much any sort of paranormal phenomenon that people talk about. There are actual, like, I don't know, like real qualified people that are Studies studying whatever, these yeah, things. Yeah, people. and I know at church before he has mentioned that there are, like, like anthropologists that go to these, like, primitive sort of cultures or whatever and, or societies, I don't know what to call them. Um, and they stay there and they just, like, observe, right? They're anthropologists. And they'll study, like, I don't know, their religious practices. And they'll witness, like, really crazy stuff. And then they come back and they, like, write books on it or they do whatever, right? So it is out there if you want to do better research yeah, <laughs> and find it. Um, but I do think that... People shouldn't, like, automatically assume that it's not real. 
Like, I hate when science people just, like, automatically don't believe in God or a higher power or demons or anything like that. You know what I mean? Because as a scientist, if you're a good scientist, you shouldn't rule out anything that hasn't definitively been disproven. <laughs> like, yeah. anything could be a possibility. It's like... People thought the Earth was flat before, you know, until they still do. They figured um, it out. Some people, you do, yeah. <laughs> or people thought that I don't know, like. There's a lot of crazy things people thought. That. Yeah, like so many things, or people thought it was like magic, and then it turns out it was just science, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really dumb when people just completely say like, "No, that's not real," because you never know. Like, you don't know whether that's real or not. Nobody does. <laughs> but yeah. So now that we've done our research, I thought that we could try our hand at being demonologists and study a case, a very famous case of demon possession. Oh, I thought you were going to like play the Ouija board or something. No! Let's <laughs> whoop it out. Heck no, I'm not going to do that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> My tia has told me stories of like her using the Ouija board yeah. when she was a kid. But then I always, People say they have stories, but then I hear a lot of people like, Nothing happens. Well, I'm sure it doesn't always result in, like, crazy stuff happening. It just depends what comes through. It's like Russian roulette with contacting things that are not alive. <laughs> or things that don't have a physical body, I guess. There's only one way to find out. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. But, yes, so, I... I went on YouTube and I searched for recordings of exorcism, right? And like the first thing that came up and most of the things, most of the videos that came up were <laughs> about this specific topic. And it is Annalise Michelle. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. It's M-I-C-H-E-L. Michelle or Michelle. Michelle? I don't know. I think they were German or something. Um, but yeah, so the video is called Annalise Michelle Exorcism Audio Tapes Long Version. So let's listen to it first and then I'll kind of talk to you about who this person was and like, I don't know, we'll do our research on this case, I guess. But I will say warning that the audio that we're about to play and that you're about to listen to can be very scary and may be traumatic for young listeners. So if you have any kids in the room that you think might not want to listen to this, you should get them out. <laughs> Fair warning right now. Yeah. I wish we had like a button, like warning, warning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, it's pretty creepy. I didn't even listen to it. I was, like, looking it up, and I was, like, I listened to, like, the first, like, five seconds maybe, and I turned it off because it was creeping me out too much. But, yeah. Let's see. Wait, are we going to do, wait, context year? <laughs> no, we'll go into that afterwards. Okay. Is it an actual video or is it just audio? It's just audio. You ready? Yeah. 
Here we go. Sounds like that kid from Shrek. Shrek? Do the roar. Do the roar. Remember? I don't know what part. I don't remember that. <laughs> Do the roar. No? <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shrek 4, and he tells him to roar. We're like, Do the roar. Do the roar. He has like that deep voice. I don't know. I don't remember. If you know what I'm talking about, props to you, whoever's listening. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so what did you notice? Like, was there anything that stood out to you about what you heard? Mm, sounds like generic exorcist stuff. Like, there's like a stereotype to it. It's because of the movies. Deep voice, like, the weird deep frog voice kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I was in German, so I couldn't tell what language you were speaking in general. Well, she was speaking... Multiple languages, I think. It wasn't just, it wasn't like, it happened in the U.S., I believe. Or I don't know, actually. I just know that they were from Germany. (laughs) Like, the family was from Germany. Okay. But, um, yeah. Anyways, so, when I was able to dig up, and there's, like, a big thing on Wikipedia on it if you want to read it, but that's not what I used, right? I found an article by The Telegraph. Right, that was published in 2005, so this was a while back. But anyways, there's one thing that I found. It says, quote, At the time, it was believed that Annalise Mitchell, a 23-year-old student from Klingenberg, had been possessed by six demonic spirits who would not let her go. After enduring 67 rites of exorcism over nine months, she succumbed to starvation in 1976. So this happened in the 70s, obviously. The growls and all the crazy stuff you heard was coming from a 23-year-old female. 
Um, and I guess they, like, it did happen in Germany because it says Klingenberg. Kling, yeah, I was say that's a German, it's probably a German town. Sounds German. Sounds German, yeah. But I don't know. It could be, like, 30 minutes away from here for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, and then that's a pretty long time. Nine months? That's then, pretty crazy. Yeah. So it is real. I feel like those, I don't know, exorcisms don't work. And it was real. It did happen in real life, right? This is a real life thing. Yeah. It's well, not yeah. from a movie or anything. This was a, a case that happened in real life, right? Um, and then also, she died of starvation, which when you watch the movies, it's like, I don't know, she cracks her own neck or something and she dies, you know, yeah. or like something crazy happens or like she coughs out all her organs or whatever, right? So I thought that was more realistic, I guess, dying of starvation. Yeah. Or maybe um, she was mentally ill. We'll get to that. Another quote says, um, it says, quote, Annalisa's parents, Anna and Joseph, were put on a trial for their daughter's murder alongside the two priests who performed the exorcisms. All were found guilty of negligent homicide by allowing her to starve and given suspended six-month prison sentences and three years probation, end quote. So you do hear the two men speaking in the audio. Like you can hear them praying or doing something. It sounds like Latin maybe. Um, and within the article, I think that was like the third time that the parents had like appealed to the Vatican or something to approve the exorcism to take place. Um, so it wasn't like in a short period of time. Like, they asked three different times, and it had already been a long time that she was like that before it finally got approved, and they sent someone, or they gave someone the approval to go and perform the exorcism. And in order for them to get the approval, I think that they have to send, like... I think they do, like, a medical examination of the person, or you have to send in, like, medical examinations that you've had done on the person, and I don't know, there's like a whole bunch of steps you have to do before the Vatican actually approves an exorcism. Like, they don't just do it like willy nilly. This is the 70s, though, so. There was still a lot of stuff. And I feel like it could have been not, not as. I mean, maybe not obviously, like, show us video footage of them. It's not even that, but whatever. I feel like it's just. No, I read it. They do require that. Like, they have to make you do, like, an examination, like, it, of your even health. Even in the 70s? Yes. It's been the same doctrine since the 1640s. Hold on, I have the quote. Where is it? I don't know if this is it, but anyways, I'm going to read this quote too. It says, quote, Her exorcism was performed by Frere Arnold Renz and Pastor Ernst. Alt, I don't know if that stands for something or if that was his name. Um, it says, according to the 1614 ritual Romanum, one of two, two four-hour sessions a week were held over nine months. The priests identified several demons, including Lucifer, Judas, 
Iskanot, Nero, Kane, and Adolf Hitler, who spoke with the correct Austrian inflections, end quote. So it was from it, all of the things that they did were based off of the official, like, way to perform an exorcism as told by the Vatican that was written in 1614. But that has nothing to do with what I was talking about. I'm talking about the process to get approved. Yeah, so, so they've been doing that since the 1640. No, that's just saying that's the, the actual ritual. Yeah, that it literally goes like step by step tells you what to do. It's not like... No, I'm just talking getting approved. Like. Yeah, that's part of the process that's stated in that doctrine. I don't think so, but... It's different. Anyways, you who did no research on this at <laughs> all is telling me what he knows about it. Anyway, um, yeah, so I thought it was also weird that Adolf Hitler was one of the demons. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that guy was too dumb to be a demon. <clears throat> right? Like, Maybe he turned into a demon after he killed himself? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But it says that... She's, she or the demon, whatever, spoke with the correct Austrian inflections. So she sounded Austrian. Or I don't know if they speak a different language or what. I don't know either. But, yeah. So that's interesting, I suppose. I mean, if that's true, then I guess I don't have to worry about, like... You go to heaven and you turn out, like, it turns out Adolf Hitler's up there because God forgave him or something, you know, like. But, yeah, I thought that was weird. But it also said, quote, In 1984, German bishops petitioned Rome to review the exorcism rite in the light of the Michel case. Although the recommendations were not adopted, the Vatican published a revised exorcism rite in 1999, the first update since the 17th century, and has introduced a qualification in exorcism that makes priests undergo medical training. End quote. So before that, priests didn't have to know anything, I'm guessing, about like yeah, your medical health. It was book. just, yeah. It was just the religious part of it. So now they have to, I'm guessing, know some first aid stuff. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. I actually found a book on Amazon called Revised Catholic Rites of Exorcism, Volume 2, edited by Chris Burton. And I read the back that was available on Amazon. And it, supposedly, it's, that actual, like, right or whatever that was published by the Vatican in 1999. So it's that, but translated to English. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I want to learn how to perform exorcism. Mm. I wouldn't want to do it, but I want to <laughs> learn about it. Right? So maybe I'll buy it and update you guys on it or <laughs> something on what it's about. But yeah. So that's what I found about that. Any comments to share with the class? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
Like I wanna, I would wanna see one. I guess I don't wanna be in a room. I would, cause supposedly they know everything, right? Demons, they'll tell you things that like there's no way they can know that. Only so you obviously, know. yeah, if they tell me something that only I would know, I'd be like, oh crap. This is real. This is real. <laughs> and then you're gonna get possessed. Nah, I'll tell a demon to square up, dog cat, come run this fade. You know. You're so dumb. <laughs> not how it works at all and then it's supposedly right you were the first one to get possessed in my nightmares by the way oh that's not gonna happen sweetie <laughs> supposedly <laughs> demons they try to like they go for the weaker ones right mm-hmm. that's why you're the first one weak, to get possessed weak minded <laughs> hell no <laughs> it's like, I might be done with AD demon you gotta possess for a bit you know so I could like throw up and stuff get skinny then kick them out, you know. It's not a tapeworm. You can't just get it out after it eats That's what it is. It's a tapeworm. It's a parasite. Boom. Just get in there, do its thing, then get out. No. But, but I'm going to kick him out myself. He's not going to even know. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah. It's a very interesting case. Oh, another thing that I had found, and I didn't write down the quote for this one, but um, it said that they had believed, she had a lot of mental illness before they believed her to be possessed, right? So they thought that she was like, I don't know, schizophrenic and depressed and like all sorts of stuff, right? But they were giving her the medication for it and they said, like the doctors themselves said, like it should have worked. Like, she should have responded to it, but, like, absolutely nothing happened. Like, it didn't help at all. Like, if anything, she got way worse. I don't know. I feel like this is this is the 70s, man. Medicine was way different back then. So it's, like, probably wasn't working. And I feel like mental, I'm sure mental health came a long way from mm-hmm. Dan. Well, I think back then their definition of the medication worked for for mental illness would have been like that person is just completely subdued and like not doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like they're just like ooh. Yeah. You know? And that didn't happen to her. Like she didn't respond at all to the treatment. But yeah, I don't know. It's And then it was like crazy stuff that was happening, like I don't know. It was like weird. She would like going to fits where she would just start screaming or was like a different voice or like she would crawl around like a dog and start barking and like she would eat spiders or like she would starve herself or whatever like she would choose like she just wouldn't eat I was like weird yeah that is very weird eating spiders and crawling I wouldn't even. That was my kid. Nope. I know what I do. I'm like, uh, Tyrone. I couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot to say. Did I see the title of the article? No. It says um, the title is "God." God told us to exercise my daughter's demons. I don't regret her death. So that's supposed to be a quote from her mom. And you know, obviously, like they were put on trial. And blamed for the death, her and the two priests. How are they blamed, though? They didn't go to any doctors? Yeah, that was the dumb part. Like, 
It's like negligent homicide, it said. But she was 23. Like, if she wants to starve herself, like, how is it their responsibility to not let her starve herself? Like, are they supposed to force feed her? Or, like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, she was an adult. If she chose to starve herself, that's that's, that's her weird. right. Like, <laughs> That is crazy, though, because I don't think you could mentally starve yourself. I think, like, your body would make you eat. I would think that your survival instincts would yeah, kick in. Yeah, I, I don't think you could. I don't think you could mentally starve yourself. Like, there's no way. Well, who knows? There's like anorexic people, but they make people. But they still. Eat, I don't know. Like they trick. They're tricking their body though. That's different. To actually not eat. That's a whole different like. I think that's crazy. And so, so I was like, okay, that's kind of, that makes me think, you know, like maybe she did have some Yeah. Demons. I mean, logically, I wouldn't say you can rule it out. Yeah. Right? Obviously. You can't just say, like, no, she was just only mentally ill. Like, definitively, you can't say that. Yeah. And then I do find it odd that she didn't respond to any of the treatments. Because, like, that's kind of how medicine works, right? Like, someone comes in with symptoms. You come up with a theory on what is going on and why those symptoms are occurring. And then the only way to test that theory is to either run tests, like blood tests or brain scans or, I don't know, x-rays or whatever, right? And if you can't do that, which I don't believe you can for mental illness, then you have to treat it and then see how the person reacts to that treatment, right? So I'm guessing that when she didn't react to one treatment, they probably gave her several other treatments and tried to see how she would react to those. She didn't react to any of the treatments, even though she was supposed to, I guess, if it was what they had diagnosed her with, right? Which leads me to believe that they had the wrong diagnosis. Like, that's not what was going on with her. Well, yeah, it's, usually it's all trial and error. That's what doctors do. Yeah, so then that means that she wasn't schizophrenic or she didn't have whatever mental illness. Maybe. Or me- their medicine just sucked for that, her extreme condition. Or she had six demons in her. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But my thing is, like, how come we don't have a modern, like a modern day this? What? Like, a crazy case like this, like... Well, I doubt that it's ever that crazy. There's been... It's probably rare for it. Famous cases were, like, I think, that come up, but they're always old, so my thing is, like... Well, the 70s wasn't that long ago. That's a long time. That's a long time. But I think that a case as severe as this is probably rare. It's not something that happens every day. I'm sure people get possessed by demons all the time, but it's, like normal like whatever nah that i think if it was even like i don't know with all the cameras we have not like you'd capture that like yeah oh, i'm sure some title, people do my like brother's possessed thing on dead files and stuff she'll say like yeah he's possessed but he's not like Bleh. his head is turning around he's puking up pea soup it's just like he's sitting there and he's like all right cool but there's no footage my point is we have all this stuff to because document it's not always there's crazy. so much stuff to document that no one does nothing so i'm like eh. eh. it's not always crazy sometimes it's just like a personality shift or like whatever. i'm saying like we're getting these new crazy never seen animals caught on tape but I can't get a damn 
demon or you get me? No. You I'm getting new sea creatures from the ocean, but I can't get a possessed boy. We've only even seen like what ten percent of that's what the my ocean point. holds. There's still I'm still seeing that more than this, and that's harder to do. There's a lot of audio recordings you can find. Uh, it's yeah. not just this but one. But I can like fake that. That's not. That's or not like that. the Holzer files. That's a new TV show, and it focuses on Doctor Holzer or whatever. And but his looking, audio recordings of... But that's my point. They're looking at old things. It's like, eh, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me. That was like 2007. That wasn't that old. And he's recording it? What is he, a dinosaur? Where's his camera? It was like a radio show, I think, or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't See, know. that's my, my point. You get my point? I, I found an interview of him, I think, by a radio show, but I don't really know that much about him. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's my point. There's nothing ever like... Especially, because demons know what they're doing. Especially with all, like I'm telling you, people, people, people have their cameras out all the time. Know. They record everything now. And I never get, when you get none of that. We could get 20 different angles of a car crash because someone's recording at that moment, but I never get. Someone happens to be recording. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Like, so no one has happened to be recording at if that my, moment yet. If I knew someone was getting, if someone was possessed. And also people I'd, are more I'd, skeptical but, now. I'd Snapchat that like, hey. This guy's possessed. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know? but people are more skeptical now. If that's your kid rolling around, you're going to be like, oh, shoot, he has a lot of mental health <laughs> issues. You're not going to think, let me record this and post it on YouTube because he's getting possessed by demons. Right? But if he's speaking six languages and... Yeah, and a lot of people attribute that to mental health, mental health issues. No, nah, I don't know, man. That's my point. If you ask... A skeptical person that does not believe in any of this stuff, yeah, they gonna, will say it's I'm mental health issues. I'm skeptical, but I want I want to see this stuff. I want to like. Yeah, you're not as skeptical to completely rule it out, right? And there are a lot of people that are like that. I would say most people are like that. Not according to so our poll. So you'll just get thrown into like a mental institution instead of someone performing an exorcism on you and also probably it's really scary to be a priest performing an exorcism now people sue everyone for anything you get thrown into prison and blah 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 like i wouldn't want to be performing exorcisms on people i'm not going to get thrown into prison for life because some person died while i was trying to exercise but what, 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 what is he gonna get charged for throwing holy water on him like that these is... people got charged for negligent homicide that's the parents no, and the two priests. What? Oh, but that's free, that's communist Germany. They're crazy. Shut up. Uh, what? They're not communists, are they? No, they're, no not. they're socialists. They're stupid. They're not communists. I don't want to. Yeah, but... Germany is a very lovely country, everyone. <laughs> Except for between 1930s to 19... 19- yes, but they <laughs> accept the responsibility for that, and they're moving forward, right? They don't try to hide it like other countries, including our own, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> enough about Germany. <laughs> well, that's, I don't know. So, yeah, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know. What do you believe, right? Like, yeah. it's up to every individual to make up their own mind. I would like to hear people's ghost stories if they want to I asked them. people to give us their ghost stories on Instagram and nobody yeah, said anything. Like, just DM it to us if you want to do it. Or, hey, if you want to record yourself talking about it, do it. Maybe we'll put it on. 
We can do that? What? How do we do that? Do what? We can put the recordings on our podcast? Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, they edit them. What do you mean? I don't know. We can edit, we can play them. I guess. Yeah, anyways. Do I'm not very tech savvy. I don't know. So, do that. Um, I don't know. Send us spooky videos. Maybe there's something we haven't seen yet. Oh, I'm going to ask my cousin. He took a picture at the Whaley house, and it's like a figure of, like, a woman in the window. He photoshopped it. All right. No, he didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And I remember one time, I have to find the picture, though. I don't know what happened to it. I took a picture when I went to Ireland of, like, a cemetery, and there was, like, it looked like a guy in a cloak, but I never remember seeing that guy there. And I would have noticed, like, a random dude in, like, a creepy freaking cloak walking around, you know? But I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't remember that. And then I asked my friend that was also there with me, and she was like, no, I never saw that guy. So it was creepy. It was close. It's more like a speck of dust. It was like, it's a cloak! It's a cloak! How does a speck of dust look like a cloaked and hooded person? You see what you want to see, Sandra. No. You don't see what you want to see. <laughs> I need to see it. Man. I know. And you don't see it because you're so dumb and close-minded. <laughs> I'm not close. If I see a guy in a cloak walking around a cemetery, I'm like, oh, You're going to notice. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't notice. I would have noticed that person there. But how come he's in the picture? No, I never noticed him just, in real life. But it's probably like a little tiny little shadow. And like, oh, it's a cloak guy. It's a cloak guy. <laughs> Whatever. But you get what I'm saying? Unless I see that. Like, I see a You floating... want to see things, but you're not open to seeing them. That's why you never see them. All right, let's wrap this up. Anyways. Camera turned off. David is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all we have for you today. Hopefully, we spooked you out enough for you to have fun. <laughs> I'm trying to talk with that girl. You just sound like a drunk person. <laughs> do, do the roar. Do the roar. Shrek, come on. Anyways, <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, be sure to tune in next Friday for whatever our next episode will be. We have a lot of cool interviews that we're going to come. Wait, that we're going <laughs> to put out? <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Anyways, we have a lot of good interviews that we're going to put out. Um, one about, like immigration and becoming a U.S. citizen, one about oh, yeah. um, being a parent, one about um, sex education. Um, I think that's all we have so far. Right? I think we have other ones. I don't know if we're going to use them, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, we have a lot of cool <laughs> topics coming up for you. Oh, and I have not forgotten about the topic that was sent in to us about um, private schools versus public schools or, like, Catholic schools, I think, versus public schools. Mm. I just want to have a good interview for that topic because I feel like it is a very big topic and I don't know a lot about it. So I want to be able to find someone to interview that would be knowledgeable on the subject. So if you know anybody that runs a Catholic school 
or like the principal director or whatever of a Catholic school or a private school or a charter school or anything like that, um, <coughs> give them our information and have them reach out to us so that maybe we could have them on the show. Very cool. Yep. And we can be reached on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. You can also send us an email at oncampuswithmist.com. I mean, at gmail.com, um, and that's on campus with ms.t at gmail.com. You can also look us up on our website, which is on campuspodcast.com. Yep, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Happy Halloween. Ooh.